Hey everyone, welcome back to Unlock Meaning, where we explore the strategies and tools to live a life of meaning and significance in every season of your life. I'm your host, David Brolman, and I dream that you can live a life filled with purpose and passion. Thank you for tuning in to become happier, more fulfilled, and more passionate. Each week, I'm revealing tips, strategies, and mindsets that enable me to live a life of purpose and significance as a Christ follower, scientist, and executive biotech leader, and humanitarian. I'm also having conversations with people from all around the world who stopped playing it safe and instead shoot for something bigger that will make this world a better place so that you can gain new perspectives on living life with meaning and purpose. You can also find us on MyMeaningInLife.com. Let's get started. Are you still feeling the pain of a past relationship? In this episode, I'm going to share with you the path to happiness and peace. Hi, my name is David, and I know how it feels to be in pain from a past relationship. It can feel like there's no way out and that you'll never be happy again. But I want to tell you that there is hope. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you the path to happiness and peace. So please join me as we journey on this healing path together. Chances are, if you're like me, you have been involved in at least one unsuccessful romantic relationship. Perhaps you only went on one or two dates before you decided to call it quits. Or maybe you participated in a serious relationship or two or three or many of them that lasted a long time. If you broke up after saying until death shall part us, you have even a legal document, a divorce decree that reminds you of your failure to sustain your relationship. When I lived in the French-speaking part of Switzerland, every time I had to declare my relationship status, I was reminded of my failure. The word in French for single means célibataire which means, so single, yes, looks very similar to the English word celibacy. That state of eternal singleness I wanted to avoid. Failure is part of our lives and is how we learn. However, we don't like to fail because it's hard and it hurts. And when it comes to relationships that are full of emotional entanglements, failure is much harder and the wounds of those failures need time to heal. I have been involved in several romantic relationships in my life. Every single time I came out of a relationship, I felt like a failure. I assumed the breakup was entirely and primarily my fault, and I searched for diligently for the mistakes I made. That's my personality. But over time, I come to reevaluate these failed relationships to learn from them to grow and to change so that I will become more successful in my next one. Let me give you a few steps to actually get over that, to start this journey of healing. First of all is get up. Yes. So if an unsuccessful relationship has caused you to trip and fall, don't stay down. 
get up, fix whatever broke, and then move forward. Never play it safe. Get off your couch and go find the roses again. And I like this verse from Proverbs. It says, The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Number two, let God heal your heart and heart. You know, your past relationships and prolonged times of singleness may result in a hardened heart. Yes, a heart that's not willing to take the chance of falling in love and possibly being hurt again. You're not the first one to have a hardened heart. Many have been there before. But fortunately for all of us, God knows how to heal this problem. We read in the Bible, And I will give you a new heart. And the new spirit I will put it within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26. Many experiences may lead to a hardened heart. For me, these experiences include attending a wedding as the only single person there. Hearing a friend say, you're weird just because I'm unmarried. Going through a breakup enduring long periods of loneliness as well. And if I'm not careful, situations like these may cause me to have a hardened heart. I love this verse that says, When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me in Micah chapter 7, verse 8. You know, what moments of darkness have you experienced in your life? What did those moments do to your heart? Considering to stop this video this podcast for a minute and write about these experiences. It's so profound. It's so important to journal about that. After my split with my ex, I had a hardened heart and I didn't know what to do about it. And in this process, counseling helped me understand why the relationship was unsuccessful, but it left me feeling disappointed and wounded. I was afraid of repeating my mistakes and frightened of being hurt again. My heart was hardened. And then, through prayer and patience, God changed me. Even if I did not see it, I felt Him working. But it was not an overnight quick fix. No, that's not how it goes, unfortunately. My emotional healing took many years, during which He gradually replaced my heart of stone with a new heart. A heart that's tender, soft, patient, and ready to love again. As God was fixing my heart, I believe he provided me with a temporary layer of armor. He knew I was vulnerable and wanted to protect me until I was ready to deal with a relationship again. As I regained my full strength, this extra protection gradually disappeared. As if he told me, you have enough strength now. You can handle whatever life throws at you. This reassures me that he's a caring father. He protects and empowers us, giving us just what we need exactly when we need it. What God did for me, he can also do for you. Because miracles happen and when God is at work, does your heart need repair? Are you ready to let him transform you too? The third step is overcome self-pity. The post-breakup period of the relationship may be dangerous and it's very difficult. If we do not find the courage to stand up, dust ourselves off and try again, we may go down the seductive road of self-pity. Why is this road so attractive? Because it's easy. 
Getting up is hard. Like when my alarm clock wakes me in the morning, it's very easy to hit, you know, this famous snooze button and stay in bed. Getting up takes much more willpower and energy. And I like the definition of self-pity that we can find in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. A self-indulgent dwelling of one's sorrows or misfortunes. It allows for the fact that we all have difficulties in our lives, calling them sorrows or misfortunes, but cautions against paying too much attention to them by referring to such excessive attention as self-indulgent dwelling. A phrase full of negative connotations. After breakup, a certain amount of self-pity is natural and part of the healing process, yes. And to recover from any injury, we must examine our wounds and tend to them. But if we're not careful, this examination may trap us into a feeling of victimhood. Self-pity resembles a weed. If you are not mindful of it when it first appears, the unwanted plant will soon overtake the entire garden. If you want to overcome self-pity, you must first learn to recognize it and then decide to do something about it. And we are not victims of any situations. We are not victims of a breakup and we are never victims of our thoughts. But you can actively manipulate them to serve our purposes, focusing on the positive rather than the negative. And I find the same to be true about self-pity. Once I identified its existence in my life, I worked hard to redirect its negative thoughts into positive ones and find worship and prayer to be the most useful tools to accomplish this. When I focus on God's goodness, my perspective pivots, my outlook on life improves and my self-pity vanishes. The fourth step in our healing process is forgive. Your healing process begins when you forgive those who have wronged you. Love those who hate you and pray for those who prey on you. I found that to complete the healing process after a breakup, I had to forgive my ex, which I did. To my surprise, though, I realized forgiving myself was a key ingredient as well. If I could not forgive myself for all my wrongs, my healing would not be complete. I was surprised to find forgiving myself was much harder than forgiving others. In particular, it was hard to feel this self-forgiveness in my heart. I knew I had to do it. My mind was ready to forgive. Yet my heart struggled. I had carried the burden of failure for so long. I found it difficult to release. I had to be patient and allow time for my heart to believe that God forgave me everything. Once I did that, I could fully heal. And David describes it in a psalm. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Forgiveness starts with the knowledge God forgives. If you repent, God will forgive you. He promised it. He said, you will cast all our sins into the depth of the sea. 
When God forgives us, he forgets all about our sins by casting them, casting them far away, far away into the sea. Which sin? All our sins. That includes every wrong we have ever done without exception or size limit. God throws him into the depth of the sea and completely forgives us for them. And yet, I often did not forgive myself, but continued to carry the weight of my past mistakes. How ridiculous is that? Why should I do such a thing when God himself has forgiven me? Many centuries later, Paul comments again on God's forgiveness, reminding us of this liberating truth. In Romans, we read, Therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In that passage, the small two-letter word no changes everything. There is no condemnation, period. Why? Because Jesus has forgiven us. The Bible makes it clear. David said God forgives us all our sins. And Paul built on this idea. God does not point his finger at us putting us down for our mistakes. No, that's not how it works. No. He wants to uplift us and restore our souls. The enemy is the one who tries to push us down, to make us lower, to make us depressed and stay down on the floor. He knows that we are God's children and we cannot, that he cannot snatch us from God's hand. The enemy wants us to believe that we are still flawed. The French language helped me understand the importance of forgiveness. If someone has done me wrong in French, I say, je lui en veux. The figurative translation is, I'm holding a grudge against him. But what it really means is this, I want what he has or she has. In other words, someone has taken something from me that I am now lacking and he or she won't give it back to me. The only thing that I can do is to imagine myself freely offering that thing to him or to her as if I had decided to give it to him or her in the first place. I know it's a thought exercise, but it helped me. Just release that and say, okay, forgive. If I think of giving as being my idea, not his, forgiveness can take place. And that is what I needed to do for me to forgive myself. Otherwise, I would remain miserable. And in the words of David, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. God wants us to make us whole again and if you feel there is something you have not forgiven put this episode away for a while put on pause and forgive the person who hurt you and then watch again or listen again if you're listening on podcast if you feel you have already forgiven reflect on your forgiveness have you forgiven completely Or is there any specific transgression you're still holding against someone else or yourself? If so, you may want to use this prayer to let God know you want to forgive everyone completely, including yourself, and that you need his help. Number five on this healing process, find support. 
When I was trying to heal from the wounds of past relationships, I found valuable support from four main sources. My friends, my parents, the word of God, and counseling. Each of them contributed in a unique way to helping me stand up, up again and open my heart to love. And number six, remind yourself that God is good. If you doubt God is good, he will prove it to you over and over again. This is another critical step of your healing. Remember that God is good to you and everyone all the time. His word gives me confidence that he is watching over me and that he protects me. We read in the Bible, you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. And we also read, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquity, who heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Psalm 103 verses 1 to 5. Well, friends, we all have participated in unsuccessful relationships, but we shouldn't see these as failures. No, failure is allowing our mistakes to knock us down and lose hope. Instead, I invite you to get back up again after an unsuccessful relationship and experience healing change. And leadership coach Robin Sharma wrote it well. He said, all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and it's gorgeous at the end. At the end of the sometimes painful healing process, you will arrive at the beautiful, peaceful place David described. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And watch this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's exactly what I wish for you, that you would heal again, that you would find happiness again. And you know what? You can. You can find happiness. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. When we respond to God's calling, we find true joy and meaning. We have amazing resources waiting for you on our website, mymeaninginlife.com. If you've enjoyed today's session, please share it with your friends on your socials and help us review it on the platform you found us on. See you next time.